It's Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And welcome back to another episode of Clarity's Hash Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest in the studio. Let's give it up for Singapore-born rapper, producer and songwriter, Ali! Thank you, hello. Hey, for y'all who don't know, uh, he's a big dealer. In an hour on radio, right? I think at least five, six songs that we play in an hour is written by him. No wow. way! Just by different artists, but it's all his. You look at him, you look so, at him. So tell us, Alif, tell us more about yourself. All of us here at Hush Podcast, we want to know. My name is Alif. <laughs> I love making music. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. And I'm happy to be here with you girls. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You're actually that's part all, of Def Jam about Southeast Asia, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Def Jam Southeast Asia, that's right. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to congratulate Alif on a very, very successful, smashing single called Swipe. I appreciate it. Thank I, you. You know, I can barely count from like 1 to 10 in Malay, but I can sing that song. <laughs> yeah. You can try? Oh. Try? I try. Uh. Uh. Kalau aku like, aku like, kalau tak, aku swipe. Yeah! <laughs> I can tell. I can tell swipe. the practice. Right now. You know, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty smooth. Thank you. What do you think about your song becoming such a successful hit? Well, I'm definitely happy. You know, I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying not to uh, like eat into it too much, you know. Uh, I'll just celebrate for a little bit. And Can I just answer back. for him? I think he's not faced because it happens all the time. No, 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 no. It's not like that. No, no, no. I do, I do. You know, my heart is smiling. <laughs> you know, for real, yeah. I, I cannot help it sometimes. But I do understand that um, music is something you give, right? So I have to constantly give, you know. So if they really like this one song, so, you know, I know I have more mm. to give. So I cannot just, like, right. be comfortable for too long. I really like what Alif mentioned about, like, celebrating it for a while and then uh, letting yeah. yourself get into it and then pulling yourself back out and focus on the next single or the next song, for example. Yeah. So, today, in this episode, we're actually going to talk about life decisions and life choices. All of us here, we have been in this industry for easily above five years. Jimmy, you have been in this industry for, what, seven? Seven years, yes. Seven. Zura? I guess like five, six, but because I started like performing the violin pretty early, right. I started at 11, so I, I've seen long, quite a long bit, time. I guess. I lo- uh, yeah, I'm not counting, like I lost count. Above a decade for <laughs> but, sure uh, for Ali. For sure, yeah. yeah. For me, it's like five and a half years in this industry. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and can I, can I just ask a quick question to everyone here? Are we happy where we are right now? Very if we were to be very honest. In terms of career? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, of course. Yeah, very, very grateful for, you know, And I look everything. at everyone behind the camera watching. Mm-hmm. Like, you, <laughs> you guys answer, of course, yes. <laughs> Imagine if we said, no, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but, but yeah. No, no, happy, very grateful for, you know, all the opportunities that have come our way and the fact that we get to talk to cool people like Olivia. Right. Mm. And I, I feel like it's a long way. It's been a long journey. Just even stepping into this industry, I don't know what was the case for you, Olive, but for, for me at least, it was a very, very tough journey yeah. to even like, be inside. So, uh, I cherish this uh, experience a lot. I am really thankful to be here every day. That's nice. But if there were a life choice or a decision that you have made that you regret, what would it be, Olive? Okay, I've seen some wow. interviews of yours. You yeah. mentioned that there's not a single thing you would no, change no, in your past. But yeah. to no a certain regrets. extent, no I don't regrets. think... I don't think that's true. You don't think that's like, true? You don't think I'm telling the truth? No, okay. everybody, deep down in their hearts, I think Has there must some. be something that really? they wish they had done differently. As in, there are things that would have been nice if it was different. Correct. But I still wouldn't change it. Like, because huh. the wrong train takes you to the right place. Oh, oh I like that. Wow. Oh, I like that. Right? We just like, went deep, yeah. like straight. <laughs> SMRT should yeah. adopt that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nice. no regrets, Alif. Of course, like I wish some things wouldn't have happened, you know. I, so many things actually, mm. you know, um, that made me feel a certain type of way and change my perspective and things. 
but ultimately like you guys said you know it landed me here it made me it allowed me to do songs like swipe and all these other songs that I'm gonna put out so I have to be like thankful no matter what nice so when it comes to your life milestones I'm sure that you have had a lot of milestones along the way mm-hmm. do you think you take a more traditional or a non-conventional approach to that you mean like do conservative you, or liberal correct. Wow. correct do you take the path that your parents or your fans yeah, yeah. your friends expect you to or you go by your own way that's such a good question never been asked that I never thought about that answer. People say that. That's such a good question. When they don't know the answer, they're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When when I need like a minute. (laughs) And you know, a lot of people say that they have never considered this because really they were brought up this way. They didn't even think that there would be another possibility of achieving your life milestones. Well, you know what? My my best friend, my mama, um, she's an educator. She, um, She was a vice principal. So the way she raised me was definitely, um, you know, like go straight in your path do well in school Mm. education is really important and I really hold that until today you know like I I really do think that education is important that's like priority but as I grew up and uh, when I discovered music Mm. and I tried it obviously she she was extremely against it Mm. in the beginning because thinking about it also you know if I was talking to me then also I'd be like you're quite siawa you're quite crazy (laughs) like nobody would want to be doing that right at at this Mm. point in time so when I went ahead to do it and um, after I, I think I managed to convince her when she came to my shows and oh, nice. see the people react. That is a positive thing that I want to do, you know. So I, I guess from that, it kind of um, changed my um, perspective into um, thinking about like the milestones like you were saying. It became more fluid, like I start, started to just wing everything. But in the back of my mind, I still have that structure. So I still know what needs to be done milestone-wise, I guess. Mm. But on the forefront of it, the execution-wise is just wing it, wing it, wing it. Nice. Maybe to your mom, right? Music was a unconventional career. As Maybe she felt parents, like, oh, yeah. you know, this is not something that will earn you money or gain yeah. you merit. But after she saw it with her own eyes, and kudos to your hard work as well, yeah. then she became like, oh, actually, he's doing pretty well for himself. Correct. Yeah. So I just want to ask, at what age did you tell your mom that, hey, you know, I want to do music? Uh, it, it never got to that. <laughs> it uh, was, you never told yeah. her? It was a gradual thing? It, even for me, like, I never knew when it became a career. Oh. Like, it still feels like, are you like interviewing me for a hobby? Right? <laughs> like, oh. It's pretty amazing, you know? Because like, my mom, when, when she was uh, going to my shows and everything, I was still in the underground hip-hop scene. So it was still very like raw and like everyone's just... Just picture like a dirty club and like, right, right, <laughs> and, like loud music and, and all that. I don't know. Maybe she just had a feeling like, I was really, really happy mm-hmm. with what I was doing and that the attention that I gave to music and performing was the same attention that I had given to like studies when she was guiding oh. me, you know what I mean? Right. I think I understand, you know, because it's very similar to my mother of which where um, I think she always, she was very conventional. So, mm. you know, you study and everything and I did that, right? But when I decided that I was not going to do any of that and I was going to do this, um, it took us some time to sort of like grapple with it. And because, you know, at the start, you never do well at the start. You struggle, right. you struggle. And I think eventually when she saw that I was doing okay, she sort of dropped it. And that was when she allowed herself to, to be proud of me. So for you, Raleigh, for fans who know you now, they know your music now, but um, you know, they hop on the bandwagon when you're already big. Um, for those who don't know what you went through before that, how hard was it at the start? Tell us about the struggles that you went through in making music your career. Well, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, they were all struggles. But when I was going through it, I probably had a degree of being a little bit delusional <laughs> in thinking like, 
yeah, this is the yeah. right thing. <laughs> the hustle, you know, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. it. Exactly you know, you know the I mean? same yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess being in the entertainment industry, it is quite necessary to be less realistic and like just more... I don't know. Uh, it's, mm. it's not something that you can consciously become. It's not a mindset that you can just set yourself to. I guess the person needs to already be like that, you know, overly obsessive over something that probably doesn't make sense mm. to the to anybody else. I guess the real struggle would be um, when was this gonna um, show you any results? Right. right? Mm. If I was suddenly like I had an awakening or something like that back then, I guess that would be it. Often now looking back, it often looked like a series of just like endless chasing, chasing or like rather exploration of mm. what I can do with my music and how that would have an effect on people and how I can give back to the people, you know. Everything else is just like good struggle. Setting your mother aside, what about the expectations that some other people have of you? Say, your wife? What are some expectations that they have of you? Nothing. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I guess we acknowledge our duties respectively, so there's nothing really much we expect from each other. Because jumping into this, um, we had already accepted who we are as individuals. Of course, she expects me to pick up my towel that's on the floor, you know. <laughs> but do you? I don't. <laughs> but, but other than that, personally, I still try to be like a better person every single day. You know, whether it's being a father or like a husband or like mm. a performer or producer. So it's great when nothing much is expected from, from you. There's less pressure so I can move at my own pace as long as there's trust that you still okay. want to grow. But I do understand that you do a lot of travelling. I do, um, yeah. From Singapore to KL and then back again or like even yeah. other places. Does your wife not expect you to spend a bit more time with her and your kids? Yeah, uh, in the initial stages, yes, you know, but I'm grateful that um, our relationship happened before like anything got too crazy. So she witnessed how my life was coming up. So ultimately, she accepted it already like prior. Mm. So when everything fell into place, uh, one by one, you know, it was all just a matter of like, okay, we know the ground rules, we know the, we know the structure, and we just built however it is. She knows that I'm not the kind of guy who's like, um, like I stay out and chill or whatever, or I have other plans or whatever. I'm like, I'm, I'm work and then I'm straight home. Mm. You know, because I cannot wait to see them either. Aww. So Oh, it's true. I've witnessed this. Yeah. <laughs> if you see yeah. Oliver at a show or, you know, like something or whatever it is, you won't see him at the after party. Right. <laughs> well, but I enjoy after parties though. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love them. Mm. <laughs> it's just that certain times, you know, I've, um, I guess, practiced the practice in my life of like balancing balancing yeah. like, life, like right? finding you know mm. so I have the times where I have fun or sometimes I feel like you know I just want to go I hear that I mean apart from the music side I think in general in life I mean you, you got a great family you got mm. kids you know you got a great support system that that part is quite a traditional route mm. right I mean none of us the girls here none of us have kids and for the longest time I thought that's why I wanted a marriage like what apply for a BTO have yes. kids yeah. you know go down that route the Singaporean yeah. route basically yes but yeah. now that my brother has a kid, mm -hmm. I realized that I'm more interested in borrowing the kid and then returning it than having my own kid. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell people. It's a big responsibility. <laughs> no. that yeah, you don't when they're borrowed. Yeah, when they're not yours. <laughs> so then I realized, hey, actually, maybe I'm not looking for that kind of life instead. Mm. Yeah. But speaking of that, then what are your parents' expectations of you? Are they aligned with what you think right now, like not having a kid of your own? Do you I care? Uh, of course I care, they're my parents, right? Um, they give me life. But I think because I'm still youngish, I'm younger than my brother, mm -hmm. and my brother's been through like the bulk of it. He's been married, he's a kid and all that. So he's made the, the 
choices in his life already. So as the second child, they're a bit more lenient with me. Uh, they let me make my choices. Yeah. yeah, they say you're still young, but who knows? Maybe when I hit that age, they start to bug me like, I want a grandkid and all that. You yeah. never know. I don't know. I don't know about you, but like these things, I feel you will never have the enough amount of time to be ready for things like these. These are things you don't actually plan. I don't know, but that's for me. But when it happens, it happens. Yeah, I've seen these YouTube videos, you know, like how much you need to have right. to get married. Kid in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, although that's something necessary. I think what is most necessary in terms of stuff like this that, that applies to life, right, is really intentions. Mm. You know, it's like if you really love somebody and you really feel like you can spend your life with that person, if that is your intention, then marriage is not something to argue about or like discuss. It's just a thing that comes with it. Yeah, and I also know in the Singaporean yeah. context because we are raised this way, right? You know, find a partner, get a BTO together yeah. uh, and stuff like that. So I've actually also known of some friends who are doing this just because they are taught to do so. Mm. And in the end, they realise that, hey, this partner isn't someone that I want to be with for life. Yeah, oh, right. Actually, I, I have a story about that. Um, Tell us. One of my friends, I mean, you know, there's a lot of pressure, right, to oh, do things a certain way. Get married. Before you get married, just apply for a BTO because it's going to take five, six years. That's what Now seven, say. maybe. Yeah, I have a friend, she's about 22 years old and her boyfriend is about our, my age, 27. Okay. So they had applied for a BTO um, because that was the right thing to do. It would take five years. By then, he'd be in his 30s, she'd be in her late 20s. So it makes sense. Right. The math yeah. makes sense. But then when she applied for the BTO, she realised that she had a lot of anxiety about the results. Wow. She actually didn't want it to be successful. Wow. Then that kind of gives you yeah. an inkling, right? That, hey, shit, this is not what I want. Yeah. So when it came out and the application was not successful, she was happy. She, she was, was happy. She was relieved. Oh, wow. And shortly after, she broke up with the boyfriend. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, this no, is no, a no. wake up call and it's She's happy. She's happy. Yeah, thing. she's happy. Oh, yes. Because, because <laughs> she realized. <laughs> Because she realised through this BTO application mm. yes. that she didn't actually want to marry the guy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so, amazing. So because wow. of the societal pressure, she just went ahead with it. But then it kind of hit her like yeah, a la. wrecking ball. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thankfully for her, that BTO didn't go through. And now putting this in the career perspective, many mm. people go for high-paying jobs. Mm. But they don't enjoy what they do at all. Nine yeah. to five every day is a dread. And um, chances are, if the job is very high-paying, you have to put in OT hours. Oh, for sure. I have a friend who tells me that he wants to retire by 40 because he really can make that amount of money now. by the time that he's 40 for wow. him to retire like happily and peacefully. But can you imagine how much stress he's putting himself yeah. through these years? Hey, it's almost like a trend, you know. I've uh, This is not the first time I've heard this. Right. Like a, a couple of uh, people around me have also said, you know, like I'm giving this until like 40, mm. 45 and then like I'm done. Right. I'm like, and then you're done and then? No, what do you do? There's like, the, the, yeah, still like a good 40, 50 years left. Yeah, right? I mean, I know that we were raised to sort of believe that you put in the work now and enjoy the fruits later. Correct. Yeah. But now it's also life what? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And like, you can get Tired of enjoying also, you know? Yeah, that, that's very true. Like, of doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, everything can be settled, like bills and everything, but there's nothing for you to look forward to. It's not, that's not the way to live, I think. Yeah, but we also understand for some people, the paycheck matters. Mm. They have a family to support, they have parents, they have kids. Yeah. So, of course, it makes a difference, right? Yeah. And then the difference it really is how much you struggle through your everyday life. And sometimes I feel like life is really more about 
just like checking things off your to-do list. Yes. Because <laughs> you she and actually your has a list. list. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, you, That's oh, how she wow. lives. She, she, she list? lives by her list. I'm yeah. a very scheduled person. So oh, really? I have like to-do lists and I, I must I check them you, off. I bet you are on her to-do list today. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yes. Chat with Alif. Done. Research about Alif. Oh, wow. Homework. Learn how to sing swipe. Swipe. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Nice. But well, I also recognize that life is more than just to-do lists and like schedules every day, right? Mm. So Alif, I just wanted to ask you, has there been a life milestone that you achieved that you actually did not want to? Well, it's some, it's something really not serious. It's like being uh, really good at uh, Left 4 Dead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, I don't think there's uh, any milestone that uh, I achieved that I wish I didn't uh, hit. I mean, every milestone's worth celebrating. Though. Yeah, even the L4D. being a very good player yeah. at like L4D. <laughs> but actually, our, our, so our producer, mm. uh, one of our producers, which which one? Producer so, N. Producer um, has always wanted to be a journalist since okay. she was young. Mm. And in secondary school, you know, she wrote for her CCA's nationwide bi-monthly magazine. Wow. She wrote a blog. She took classes to improve her writing skills. And when she got um, a, a job at an award-winning news channel. Mm she realised she actually didn't really like that job. She didn't really Ooh. want it at all. Yeah, But she worked so hard for this. She thought it was a dream job and she chased it for so many years. But she was just going through the motions because I guess people told her, oh, you're a great writer. This is what you should pursue. And then right. she thought, ah, let me just go with the flow, right? And she realised it's not the flow I want. Actually, then, now I remember the milestone that I hit there. I okay. don't like. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Thank you for that example, you know. <laughs> I respect that because uh, that helped me a lot <laughs> in my thinking process. Um, so it was actually um, getting the the course that I wanted, which was uh, product industrial design. Wow. In, uh, product TP. industrial design. What, yeah. What does that do? Sorry. Because I was I was taking DNT from my uh, O levels. Mm. Right. So I I did pretty well in that. Okay. And um, you know everyone was uh, gearing me towards um, joining this particular course, saying that you know I got the skills for it and I'll be really good at it. And then me thinking like, okay, I, I started making music already at the point of time. My mom was like, just take music or something. And I was like, no, I think I want to do this because like everyone's like, yeah, 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 you can draw, you can. Uh, yeah, people's expectations of you, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And I joined it, and um, I think the first year after, and a couple of friends dropped out. You know, thinking about it, they were actually more mature than I was, because they were like, it was not for me. Ciao. Right. And at the point of time, we were like, you know, like whack, uh, bro, like you're whack, uh, you know, you're you give up. You think you won because you held on, right? Yeah, I just kept my ego <laughs> to myself. Okay. Uh, and then I stayed on. I I spent like five years in poly. Oh my gosh. Five years. And and they failed me in the end. <laughs> they, so it was not your path. I failed FYP twice. Oh my and I've ne gosh. and I never failed throughout my whole poly life. You know, just just you know, if you fail twice and then you're out, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So boom, five years, boom, I'm out. Oh my god. So you I'm never like, got your diploma? I never got my diploma. Oh After no. 35 five years. Yeah. So if you had put your ego down in the first year and said like, hey, ciao, then you go and do music and stuff. Yeah. Do you think that would have been better for you? Might have been. Might have been. It's just that I might not have um, the real, very, very good friends that I have right now. Because oh. they came from that time. Probably oh. that's why it took me five years, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the reason. That's the reason. Correct. That's yeah. the reason why everything happens. Yeah. But you know, Olive, you're such a successful character in mm. uh, many of your fans' eyes. You have an incredible career. You mm -hmm. have a loving wife. You have two adorable children. Thank you. Is this enough for you? Are there any more milestones that you still think you want to achieve in your yeah, life? Yeah, I just had this um, thought like a couple of weeks ago, I think. Like, I'm actually good, you know. Nice. So, um, like I used to, um, like, I want to go to LA. I want to go to, you know, I want to have a song with like Chris Brown, I wanna, 
I want to perform at um, the um, what's that Madison Square Garden and all mm. that. Obviously, now it's still a dream. You know, I still want it. You know, but I'd rather um, be friends with Chris Brown rather than have a song with him. Right. I think that's the difference now. You know, it's more like it's more of like um, understanding what actually makes me happy um, and um, how I can harness that and not like over put into overkill. Mm, this is nice to hear because I actually looked up like um, some articles online and this why are you laughing? She's serious. She's serious. Yo, no, are you sure she's not also a producer? No? <laughs> she got receipts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really wanted to just share this with everybody on this topic about like making conscious life choices and decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so this article, the title is actually how to make sure that you are making the right choices for yourself. And mm. there's seven ways. The very first way is to be selfish. Okay. Oh. So this is very interesting. And it, yeah. it actually tallies with what Alif was talking about just now. Mm. So you can't pinpoint exactly what you want in life if you're constantly sacrificing your own time and your own dreams for, for other, other people. people. True. That's right. You have to put yourself first. Ask yourself, if you were not tied down by your job, your family, your friends or anything else, then what would you be doing right now? Do we have an answer to that? If you were not tied down by anything at all, sleeping what do we in my bed. Do? That's a great answer. I love that. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> no, I mean, if, if honestly, this is what I want to do. That, surprisingly, mm. right? This is what yeah. I want to do. I would probably move overseas. Maybe, yeah, I would probably yeah. like migrate somewhere. But like doing the same thing, just um, elsewhere? Yeah, you know, something, like... in, something in the same industry maybe. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. But right. I, would, I, I might not be here. But because of my family, because of my, the nature of my job, I feel like I have to be here. So that's probably one thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But that's that's a good thing, mm. and we will be so supportive. Zura, what about you? Um, I feel like I am that person, and you already know this. Like I take very little considerations of what people think. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> it might be a bad thing, but I feel like at the end of the day, if I'm going to consider or think about what people are going to say, I'm going to have to pay for it because it's my life. Mm. That's right, and I'm going to have to bear the consequences of it. So I will not. Uh, I will not subject <laughs> myself to that, <laughs> and I will do whatever I want to. So you are saying that you are already doing whatever you want to. I feel like I am. I feel like you are too. Huh? I love yeah. that. Yeah. So for me, if I didn't have like all these like work commitments, all these hours that I have to put into my career, mm-hmm. I actually would like to be taking up a course. Oh, in design. Oh, nice. what kind of design? Yeah. More of like a graphic kind of design. Oh, graphic design. Yeah. Okay. Graphic design. And it actually. Is hand in hand with my work as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think this is something that I've never actually studied. It would be cool to understand it a bit further. So you still have the opportunity wow. too. You still I can. think so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm really thinking about like taking some time out my work schedule to just do this for myself. You know, Aww. just make myself feel very feel good. good. You you two look genuinely happy for me. Yeah, and we are. Because yeah. yeah. she works like need... 24 hours a day. Really? Yeah. Wow. So like, sleep, if, you, lies, if you truly want to do that, <laughs> uh, just try and find some balance. Right. Sleep is still the yeah. most important thing. No amount of like success or money can mm. buy you health. I think I'm already sleeping well. Mm. I, I, I try to give myself that space, right? When I cut off, like when it's bedtime. It is bedtime. It is rest. Nice. No, you texted me at like 2.40 a.m. <laughs> last <laughs> night. before <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so 3 a.m. is bedtime. Yeah, okay, and, I, okay. I, I, and knocked off pretty well to like, what, 10-ish? So, yeah, yeah but, I, but I see where you're coming from. Like sometimes when work gets too busy, the anxiety just gets to you. Yeah, yeah we've got to find uh, that, that balance and uh, that compromise, I guess, with yourself. Mm. Also, you know, because mm. it's always about 
I'm, I mean, I've, I've been in a position where um, I'm expected to do things. I've been in a position where you can do anything you want to do. Correct. And both are not great. Ah, what do you mean? How is yeah. being doing whatever you want to do not great? Both are not great because I think I know what I really want. But do I really? Like, do I really have all the answers? Do I really uh. think... I know all that. I guess you got parents, you got like, you got generations for a reason. There has mm. to be a certain level of guidance passed down, right? It's only a matter of how, to what degree you want to take in and to what degree you think it would be helpful for you, mm. you know? Zero guidance is dangerous. Mm. Very you true. Know? So after being, like having gone through both of those phases, I realized that, of course, I'm leaning more into like, I want to do what I want to do. But at the very same time, I will not totally disregard what is expected of me in certain areas. Mm. And a simple um, example would be, it will reflect in uh, punctuality. Mm. <laughs> what do you mean? In, in, in the smallest things. Okay. Like, if I really wanted to do what I wanted to do and live how I wanted to live, my punctuality was terrible. Like, you know, I would delay things, I would like... Push postpone. things, postpone things. Okay. You know, I don't want to go out. I'll be da, 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 I'll be that. I'll be that. You know, but if I realize that there is certain importance in respecting other people's schedules and what they have to do, and just make the effort to be better and go. Only after that, then I realize well, I'm glad I didn't miss out. Right. right. So basically, like, it's not like, oh, you live life however you want. You can just, no rules and you know, do yeah. whatever you want. There are still some things that you have to respect. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of your career, yeah. mm. you seek advice from people around you as well. Don't just think that, oh, I know best and then I'm sure, oh, yeah. going to do whatever I want. Cause, but yeah. respectfully, when people are in that mindset, right, mm -hmm. of like, I want to do everything myself, there's no telling them otherwise. Mm. Yeah, Correct. True. So I also believe that people can never change people. Mm. Of course, yeah. Unless you they can, are ready to be changed. Right. Yeah. You can offer your advice, but whether the other party takes it or not is For not sure. up to you. It's up to yeah. them, yeah. And, I nine, and I think like nine, sorry, like yeah. I think nine times out of ten, when we when we offer advice, it's not something somebody wants to take. Right. Yes. Very true. I was going to say, when you offer advice, you've got to be ready for them to not listen. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And we spoke about this. Yes. Right. And don't feel offended when they don't listen to you because yeah. it's out of your control, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like today's episode was uh, very enlightening and <laughs> insightful. For listeners of Hush Podcast, you know, maybe you are at a, a life crossroads. You don't know which direction to go, what path to take. I think what Alif shared is so important. Just wing it, you know. Some direction is good. All or no direction is at all can actually be very dangerous. Mm. Definitely. I think, you know, trust the people around you. Trust your support system that tell you and give you good advice. But at the end of the day, put your ego down, right? Like he yes. said, you know. Don't <laughs> spend five years in poly. Five yeah. years <laughs> in product industrial design. If you already know in the first year that this is not quite what it <laughs> is for you, like, <laughs> drop it, let it go. <laughs> Swipe. <laughs> Yeah, swipe. Swipe. <laughs> All right, I'll leave any last words for our listeners here at Hush Podcast. Listen to Hush. No, oh, thanks. Listen to Swipe. Tune in. And, uh, you know, stream Swipe. I appreciate it. Thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> All right, with that, thank you so much, Aleph, for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and all of you listening to us or watching us, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at isclarity.co. That's right. You can listen to us on Spotify, Me Listen, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to turn on your notification bells. And also catch us on YouTube if you want to see Aleph's cool sunglasses. Like, Woo! Isn't that bright in here? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a... No, it's your futures. So oh! I'm just like... Oh!
Wow. Alrighty, once again, I'm Hazel. <laughs> I'm Azura. I'm Jermaine. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Woo! Thank Bye. you, Alex. Bye.